Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. If you've had a paranormal or a spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show, or you just want to come on and talk about some unconventional things, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com, or follow me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. If you like the show and you want to support it, the best way you can do so is by leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, That really helps the show grow, and I appreciate each and every one of them. With all that being said, I have a really cool episode for you folks. I've got shadow work coach Taylor Alina, and I'm joined with a co-host tonight, Miss Pepper Rose. Uh, This is a great episode. We go into a lot of different topics. Make sure you check out Taylor's website, lovebytheuniverse.com. Follow her on Instagram at Taylor Alina, and follow Pepper as well at Pepper's a Peach. Peppers underscore a underscore peach. Uh, enjoy the episode, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have two very special guests, a newcomer, Taylor Lena. I hope I said that right. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Okay. <laughs> Taylor and my co-host here, Pepper. <laughs> Pepper, Taylor, how, how are you guys doing tonight? How are you ladies doing tonight? We're good. I know. Look at doing this. Great. You, have, you have two ladies on this evening. I know. How's it feel? Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Taylor, um, let's take a minute and just kind of introduce yourself to my audience. Tell a little bit about yourself and what you do, and we'll go from there. Sweet. Yeah. So um, basically what I do is I'm a spiritual life coach and energy healer. So essentially what that means, people are like, all right, that sounds cool, but what the fuck does that actually mean? (laughs) And so what I do is I help people that are either like on a spiritual path or just beginning their spiritual path. Some of my clients have been on it for a while, but they hit like a plateau where they're like, okay, I've been meditating and, you know, I do affirmations and I do all these things. And, but I'm stuck. Like, I don't understand, like, where to go from here. Um, And I'm like, okay, I got you. So then I take them through all the weird multi facets of human emotion and, you know, the spiritual component of that and help them navigate that world because feeling your feelings isn't fucking fun. Like, nobody likes to do that, you know? Nobody's like, hey, I think I'm just going to, like, feel jealous and get angry today for fun. (laughs) You know, like, nobody's fucking does that. So, you know, people usually need help because in our society, people are taught, you know, emotions are weak or showing emotion or being emotional or crying in front of somebody or all these, this humanness is a weakness, right? And so my job or not my job, but what I love to do and help people through is, you know, navigate that. Like, yeah, we're these badass spiritual beings, you know, squished up into this little tiny meat suit. Um, and I want to help you remember how fucking badass you are, you know, and people go through trauma and, you know, um, all sorts of things in life and those trauma and conditionings and programmings make you forget just how fucking incredible we really are and how powerful we are. And so I help people peel those layers back so they can see the, the them that is really there. So how long have you been doing? That's all very amazing. How long have you been doing this stuff? (laughs) Um, so I've only been doing this for about a, we'll say, I mean, uh, for other people about a year. And, and then you get into it. I'm dying to know because yeah, yeah everyone has their experience <laughs> their story. Right, to lead you to this place. Yeah. So 
Um, I don't know where to start with it, but I guess I'll start from like the business side of it, I guess. So I've been pretty much on a spiritual path for quite some time. Um, but I went and did ayahuasca. I went to Costa Rica and did ayahuasca in November of 2019. And was it 2019 or 2020? All the years start mixing I together. Know. I think now it was 20. Are. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was 2020. <laughs> November of 2020, maybe. Anyway, okay. doesn't matter. Doesn't Semantics. Um, so I did a ayahuasca retreat, and then I was just like, man, like I, I was a professional makeup artist for a while. So I, I was a professional makeup artist, and then I also worked in the adult entertainment industry a bit. And then um, I was like, like what? What next? Like, what do I do next? I don't want to do any of the shit that I'm doing anymore. I'm just going to go find myself and clear some of my shit out. And after that, it's like, all right, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be teaching people this. You're supposed to be helping people to this extent on this very, like, intimate, personal level. And so uh, that's kind of where I started with it. That's so great. That's awesome. Was that yeah. the first time you ever did ayahuasca? Yeah. Yeah, it was the first time I ever did ayahuasca. So... Um, it was two nights of ayahuasca and then one day of San Pedro or Huachuma. Um, and so it was very, very intense. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, um, how much into that you guys want to get, but. I would love to hear about that experience. I've never done psychedelics or anything. So this is something that's very fascinating to me for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So. Prior to this, like I had done mushrooms like once or twice, but I've never really like tripped tripped. So I didn't really know what to expect. I'm like, like I was always the person that's like, you know, my friends are partying and like doing stuff. I'm like, I'm scared. I don't want to do that. Like, you know, (laughs) and then, uh, you know, eventually peer pressure, whatever. But um, so I was just like fucking terrified going there. I was just like, what am I doing? Like. I'm going to die in the jungle and this is where my fucking story ends and I'm going to get eaten by orangutans and jaguars and shit my pants in front of everyone and that was just like all the things going on in my head. And I was like, this is this is not going to be good. Like, you're an idiot. And so I get there and, um, you know, go through the opening ceremony and stuff and um, I go up to get my first cup of tea because they brew it into like a tea. And so the shamans there, um, they were so fucking cool. It was like a husband and wife. And um, they've been doing this for like 25 or 30 years. And they were just like so in love and they just loved what they did. And they were just incredible people. And so um, the shaman, when they look at you, they know how much to give you just intuitively. And so she looked at me and she's like, she just looked at me and she was like, okay, I know how much I'm going to give you. I was like, just give me like less than what you think you're going to give me. <laughs> like, because I don't know if I'm ready for that. And then right. she just laughed and she's like, okay, fine. And so I sat down for an hour and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, nothing's happening. And so I went back up for the second cup and she's like, okay, how are you feeling? I'm like, I don't feel anything. She's like, I told you so. And then she gave me the regular size cup. I laid down and then I just started instantly seeing like all these crazy like visuals Um, I ended up falling into myself as a three-year-old child and just experiencing like, um, like my joy being taken from me. And there was just a lot of like really, um, you know, just kind of, um, processing like trauma and stuff. And then at one point I was in my mother's womb as a fetus experiencing like, um, 
you know, because she had me when she was young, when she was like 19. So I was experiencing all the anxiety and the pain and things that go along with being a, 19, a pregnant 19 year old. Yeah. And so I felt all of that. And I just remember sitting in her womb and um, sending her just like so much love and so much like healing energy as like a, a fetus. And so um, if you know anything about healing, um, healing is not linear. Like it doesn't follow this linear timeline. So no matter what time you go into, so if you heal something within you right now and it affects your generation, um, whether that's in the future or the past or another dimension or another lifetime, um, that healing expands past this linear time because this linear time is all human-made, it's man-made, it's all a bunch of bullshit. But um, so healing, when you heal something within yourself, especially in a capacity like that, it travels to the other people involved and it affects them too so that was kind of a cool experience um just sending all of that to my mom so it was that's yeah. beautiful yeah wow. that's cool. really touching yeah that's yeah, amazing now do you think it goes more into like past lives or just like our own dna like our, our lineage with the trauma and stuff like that um both both okay. mm -hmm. definitely both that's definitely both yeah, and a lot of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just, I, I can't believe, like, just, so did you picture yourself as, a, like, a baby in your mother's womb? Or, so, like, how did you get there? experience it? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so it kind of, like, the medicine, like, the plant medicine just brought me there. Like, it was, like, this is where you need to go now. And so I just saw myself kind of, like, in my mind's eye, like, how you would visualize, because I had my eyes closed the whole time, because it was very intense to have them open. I was like, I need to shut my eyes. Like, this is too much. I'm going to throw up or something. Yeah. And so I had my eyes closed, but um, just like visually, I was seeing all this, but like feeling everything as if it was actually happening. Wow. That's, that's wild. So it's almost yeah. it's out of body for sure. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's incredible. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, I think you mentioned it to me. You said that you do like um, trauma from like, or healing what, what was it the witch trauma or something like that? oh do you do that oh the witch wound healing yes yeah okay mm -hmm. I, actually what as you were talking i was thinking about that that's something i wanted to talk to you about because yeah i have a crazy well i don't want to interrupt what you're doing what no you're no about. yeah no please to, but i ha i i sorry about the dogs okay. i that's come okay. from like Oh, yeah, I swear I come from like a long line of like witches. Yeah. And they were and I've talked about this on the show uh, last time too. like my grandmother, my great grandmother, even though we were Catholic. Mm hmm. That's usually. Yeah. Yes. That, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Witches for sure. Witches for sure. <laughs> so, um, but I have some um, like stuff like. So I've always worked on my chakras, right? And yeah. through my yoga teacher training and yoga therapy and all this stuff, and I still do it. And I can't yeah. clear ever. My throat chakra is mm -hmm. always blocked. Yeah. Yep. And there's always something going on. And whenever I get sick, it everything goes here. Like no matter what, it's, mm -hmm. it's my weak spot. Right. And I innately know it's because of a past life mm -hmm. or something that yeah happened to me, probably as a witch yeah in, you know yeah whenever that was through the years um 
but uh, yeah, I just thought that would be kind of an interesting topic to talk about because. yeah a hundred percent and you know a lot of women like especially like spiritual women um they have a, a hard time speaking up or speaking their truth or you know really expressing themselves because of that and it comes from usually comes from the witch wound which basically for anybody that doesn't know what a witch wound is is it's this um, wound of being persecuted or hanged or ridiculed or um, something along those lines for you know being a healer or being spiritual or being a quote-unquote witch or you know practicing something that's outside of you know the christian church back in the day or whatever it was you know and um so those traumatic memories get imprinted um so it could either be like a generational thing through your family line or it could be a past life thing or it could be both but um usually if it's a generational thing um trauma that runs really really deep um can often imprint and get stored into the body. So if the mind can't process how traumatic something is, it can get stored in your cells, in your tissues, in your muscles, in all those um, different places to be healed and dealt with at a later date. But if you don't ever go back to it and heal it and you know look at it at a later date, then that has an effect on how your genes express themselves Um, on the physical plane and you can pass that down to your offspring or, um, you know, whoever your family line. That's so And interesting because my grandmother yeah, had it and my yeah, mother has it mm-hmm, and I have it. Yep. And I remember my grandmother, she, she passed away a few years ago, but she used to say, and it was her way of expressing it, but she used to say, I think I just have a smaller throat. Like she always Mm like, -hmm. because she just always had a hard time like swallowing or Yeah. feeling like, and same thing, sicknesses would always go All on the throat. on her throat. My mother, she's always clearing her throat. There's always something with our throats. And I'm like, we can't all have, like, we go to the doctor and no, Yeah. no, no one has ever helped us or anything. Yeah. Nothing is Yeah. wrong with our throats. So Yeah. I, yeah, it dawned on me um, after hearing you, I don't know if you're on a podcast or you're, you're talking about it somewhere, but I was like, oh God, Nico, like we have to talk about this because I'm really Yes. like, this is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so one thing, one tip that I would give you to in like learning how to heal that and what's worked for me in breaking that down is looking into your family line, like looking into your your genetics, your family history, your story. Ask your mom questions. Ask your grandma questions. Ask your family, like what's happened in our line and, and see how far back you can go, because by me just talking to my my parents or you know my grandparents and just finding out more about them it makes me understand so much more about myself and my own healing journey and that in itself is healing um and then on top of that you can also go into meditation and connect with your ancestors and ask them for answers um a really big way to do this that um actually i'll just tell you the story of how it kind of happened for me for how i kind of discovered my witch wound so I was meditating um, and one of my biggest projects that I've been working on this year is just healing my, my family line, healing my bloodline, healing the generational trauma and things just so we can show up better in the world. And so um, in this meditation, I was like, okay, where, like I, for the life of me, cannot speak up. Like 
I was always painfully shy growing up. Like I was so shy. I couldn't ask for a glass of water, like that fucking shy. So the, the fact that I can even just sit here and just like talk to you guys just like this is fucking amazing, amazing because yeah. otherwise I'd be like sweating bullets, like fucking like, I don't even know how I'm going to talk to these people, you know? Yes. So, um, so I was sitting in meditation. I didn't get anything. And then I went into the shower and I don't know if you know, but sh- uh, water is an amazing conductor for energy, for energy, for healing, for just clearing anything. Mm-hmm. And so um, it it might be extra for me because I'm uh, like a Pisces rising and I just have like a lot of like water in my chart. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, that's sorry, very ADHD. So if I jump from like one thing to one thing. <laughs> Fine, we get it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah (laughs) so anyways I will get to the point but um so I get in the shower and I'm just like um I usually have a process in the shower where I I like to shower in the dark which sounds kind of weird because it's like how do you see what you're doing but I have like a candle and then I shower in the dark and so I was showering in the dark breathing listening to this um shadow work playlist and all of a sudden these just like memories just like flashed and they weren't necessarily like visual memories at first. They were just like um, feeling memories. And all of a sudden I just felt like I was being like choked and hanged. And just like, I heard like somebody screaming and being like, don't do it, don't do it. And then I just remember feeling like I was like hanged or choked or something. And so I just remember feeling all of that pain, all of that terror, just like coming through me. And I'm like, okay, this is mine to feel because I need to heal this. This is what I just asked to see. And then these visuals came and it was just this um, scene of being persecuted as a healer or what they thought was a witch. And um, it was just like this very, very intense moment. But I was like, okay, this makes so much sense why I have a hard time standing up for myself or speaking up or speaking my truth. And um, so from there, like having that awareness um, really helps to just open things up for you. And then you can take the next step to work through that. And, um, another tip for moving energy through the body. So if you ever feel like a tightness in your throat or your neck, um, take lotion and just like massage it, intentionally massage it, like, um, visualize a white light kind of like from your fingertips and then deep breathe and imagine that breath going to your throat and then just massage it and the amount of emotions that will come up when you fucking do that is just insane (laughs) and then that's going to start like this whole line of healing thing yeah like working energy through you Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's cool. No. Do you do you incorporate crystals or like any type of Reiki stuff into you? Oh yeah, my whole desk right now is just like filled with crystals. <laughs> like if I show my desk, they're just fucking everywhere. That's That's yeah, great. so um, I incorporate a lot of stuff. So I do a lot of like, I bring a lot of stuff from like nature and like shamanic practices, I guess. Um, so I always incorporate something from the four directions or the four elements. Um, and I use like essential oils and herbs and uh, crystals and pretty much anything that calls to me to use it. And so um, usually when I work with plants, the plants will talk to me and the, the, their spirits will come to me and be like, okay, this is what this person needs. This is what this person needs. So when you go into the next session, make sure you have me by your desk because each plant has its own personality and its own healing property on the physical level, but also in the emotional spiritual level. And um, there's something called, I've, I haven't done this yet, but I've done something similar where I'll, um, 
connect with a certain plant. So one that I connect with a lot is rose. And so I'll um, drink rose tea. I'll have rose spray, like, you know, wa uh, spray water, and I'll just do a lot with rose. And then you start to um, embody or like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess like, um, just kind of like soak in her personality and her properties. And so you learn different lessons from each plant when you connect to them that way. And it's just like this uh, really cool process, but um, there's a lot of like uh, shamans or um, healers that will go on something called a dieta. And a dieta is basically where they eat nothing or drink nothing besides that plant. So they'll literally take it to the extreme where they're like all their shampoo, all their, their body wash, um, their tea, what they eat, what, you know, it all involves this one plant. Wow. And it's like, it's pretty crazy. So if you ever want to connect with a plant on like that deep of a level, you can. You like but, become um, part yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's intense. I haven't gone that deep with it yet, but um, eventually I would like to, yeah. So how did you get to the point where you can almost communicate, right, with plants? And yeah, yeah. So that actually happened after my ayahuasca journey. So um, after the first night of ayahuasca, um, I had asked her. So when I say her, I'm just referring to um, the ayahuasca, her spirit, like her, her okay. essence. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically I asked her, I'm like, okay, I have this creative block. I know there's so much potential within me, but how the fuck do I get it unlocked? And so... I saw this visual where she just took this key and like unlocked my brain and I saw all these fucking wild patterns just like coming out of my head and she's like okay there you go it's unlocked so be prepared to embrace whatever comes with this and I was just like okay cool wow. <laughs> and so yeah and so after that experience I think it was like maybe a week later I was sitting in um, my backyard and um, this is when I was still living in Florida I'm in Connecticut right now but um uh, I was sitting outside and there was this mango tree that was in the back and I always admired it. It was always like really beautiful. But all of a sudden I just heard it like in, in my head. It's almost like someone, it's almost like the voice in your head talking to you, but you know, it's not you. Mm -hmm. And then it's also kind of like, um, kind of like a feeling, just like a downloaded sense of like information, if that makes any sense. Yes. And, and so, know it. yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, it just like comes to me. And so um, it doesn't happen all the time, but when there's a plant that really has something to say to me, it, it will. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. Because I mean, I, I mean, we have a ton of plants around here, but I talk to them when I water them. I, I just yeah. like, how you doing today? And I'll help you like, it, it's corny yeah. and stuff, but I've noticed that they definitely grow a little more and playing music yeah. and stuff for them and things yeah. like that and that's the thing too is people think that because plants can't communicate the way that animals do or the way that humans do that they're not sentient beings and they are they're so fucking intelligent they have so much wisdom and they have so much um just they just know so much more than we do but they just don't have a way to express it and so people are like, oh, it's just a fucking plant. It's like, no, that's like a being. <laughs> it's it's a thing, you know, it's right. like has its own personality and persona. And um, so, yeah, uh, trees are really fucking incredible. And uh, connecting with trees is like one of my favorite things, so, like walking through the forest and just like I'm the weirdo on the walk that's just like walking through the forest and I'll see a really nice tree. And I'm like, that's a really great tree. I love you, <laughs> you know, and just like sit there and like, you know, 
connect with it. Um, But it's, I don't know, it's just interesting um, because before I would have been way too embarrassed to ever fucking do that. Like, I would have been like, who's that fucking weirdo hugging the tree over there, you know? Like, I would have been so judgy. But now, um, I don't know, shit changes, you know? It changes. (laughs) So what we were saying, um, I don't know who, like, five years ago. I mean, it's like, I don't know who I was, like, five years ago. Yeah. But I love that. I, I mean... I love evolving, right? Yes. And gosh, it's it's so crazy. And so even when you're like with a partner, like in a relationship, this was something that just screwed me up. Like, I, because I get so frustrated, like years ago, I didn't know what was mm-hmm. wrong with me because like if I was with someone, they wouldn't change, you know? And I didn't yeah. understand why they wouldn't want to change or better mm-hmm. themselves or learn more, grow in any capacity. Yeah. And it it's something that really like made me not ever want to be with anyone ever again <laughs> because yeah. you know, I thought, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me because I'm expecting too much maybe out of people. I don't know, but it was something I I always just knew that we always have to as a spiritual person. Yeah. evolve, you know, yeah. all the yeah. time. Like so like I said, five years ago, I'm like, I was like a different person than I am today. But same, I think girl, that's a beautiful same. thing, right? I think that's a yeah. great thing. And you have to just accept it. But I I, I don't ever want to go back to that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm grateful for her. I'm grateful for all the, the lessons I learned from her and where she's gotten me to. But I'm like, I do not want to be you ever again. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, and I can relate to you with the not speaking up. Mm-hmm. That's such, like, I was getting chills when you were talking about the witch thing and not speaking up and feeling those feelings, like, when you're younger or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I remember just being even in, like, school and not being able to, like, I would be a nervous wreck giving yeah. a speech or, you know, whatever, stand up in front of the class. Like, I I would rather fail the class than speak in front of people. Yeah. That's how locked I was and terrified of speaking, you know? And now it's yeah. like, I can't get enough. Like, like I can't <laughs> speak enough, you know? And I, yes. I, I get up there and I talk to people and I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's crazy to think about. So at least I've conquered that part, you know? It's just mm-hmm. the, the physical things yeah. that I work on, those physical yeah. ailments. Because even though, you know, I, I try to get a lock on that, those anxieties, you know, through the mm-hmm. years and stuff like that, that's where it goes. It's like, yep. as soon as I feel like that anxiety coming on, it's an immediate, it's like, yeah, like my throat's going to close. You yeah, know? yeah, Dang. yeah. And it's actually funny that you say that because so one of the things... Um, when I connect with people's energy, I can feel in my body where they're feeling tight or pain or something. And when I hopped on the call, I could feel this. Okay. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it feels like, um, uh, just like, um, almost like you have like, like phlegm. Like it's just like, yeah, a I did right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I woke up the other morning again and, and you know, I, I was sick. I don't know what I had, but I was yeah. sick a couple weeks ago. And um, after the sickness, I like developed a cough and I've just been completely fatigued, like fatigued out of my mind, like brain fog, fatigue. 
and it's weird for me because I, yeah. I'm usually like so energetic yeah. and I do like one thing now and I'm just done for the day. It's very weird. So I'm just right now sort of learning to just take my time and not um, get mad at myself for, yeah. I will beat myself up over that. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is you have to yeah. be gentle with yourself because it's like you've gotten to this point and you've evolved to this point and you should be so proud of how far you've come. And so sometimes we get mad at ourselves because we're like, okay, but I'm not all the way there yet. Yes. Like I'm not all the way healed. Like what the fuck, what's wrong with me? It's right. like, no, nothing's wrong with you. Everything is right with you. You know, I it's just, like it's so frustrating yeah. with myself. Yeah. yeah. It's so just I like, woke up the other morning and I had the phlegm. Mm-hmm. So you're right. <laughs> the phlegm yeah. in the throat because yeah. it's something that just is always a thing for me, you know? Yeah. I talk about weakness or sickness. So, yeah. And it's really interesting. I'm going to jump in a little bit here. The fact what? that <laughs> you said you get like this feeling when you like connect with someone or log on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, I get the same thing, but in a different way. Uh-huh. Um, whenever I hear someone tell like a paranormal story or something like that, yeah, um, my eyes will start watering up and I get mm-hmm. like shocks going up my spine and everything. And mm-hmm. that's like my bullshit detector if someone's telling me a true story or not. And right, right. It's it's crazy because like i mean i talk to a ton of different people telling me stories and of course i would say most of them i get some type of reaction from you know and it's like you hear a couple and it's like well and they're not even 100 percent sure they're like i don't know if this was really something and i don't get anything from it but then they're like but then there was this one time i had this dream and it's like my eyes start watering up and it's the weirdest thing so i don't know if that's like an empath thing or oh for sure yeah that's just like um (laughs) do you feel like um like you feel uh, or soak up other people's emotions like are you really sensitive to other people's emotions yeah you're probably um very like uh clairsentient which means like you feel like you're more of like a feeler like you um yeah for sure like like let's say i come home and the kids are being wild and the dogs mm-hmm. are going nuts and stuff it's like i pick up all that and then yeah i just i get that right away but if everyone's calm I, i'm nice and you calm feel too. that too yeah I'm yeah. out in public like going out in public is a nightmare oh you know? like, trust me I know it fucking sucks <laughs> <clears throat> yeah no it's like I don't know it, it almost feels like everyone's staring at you at the same time yeah. but I know they're not it, it's a weird mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it but yeah I it's a lot yeah. <laughs> it's overwhelming it's, it's very overwhelming like even yeah. today just went to like I had to go to a car dealership to get my oil changed and then mm-hmm. go to a store and it's just like I don't know, like when I was younger that I could do a million different things and now it's like yeah. I don't know, I'm just becoming more sensitive simple to it. tasks. Yeah, it's like everybody yeah. else can do. It's like Yeah. One thing that's kind of helped me with that, um, because that's one thing that I really, really, really struggled with, especially being so like um like empathic and just being able to feel everything so deeply, like all the time, um, is learning how to get more inside of your body and less in your head. So the more you're able to anchor yourself into your physical body, the more you're able to open up to um, like messages from the universe, but also in an un, um, overwhelming way, if that makes sense. So it's like you're in your frame, so you're not taking on everybody else's shit as your own, 
but you're still able to tap into that and feel that if you need to. And so that's one of the things that I've been working on a lot is just learning how to embody everything and just be in my body because um, from like trauma and stuff, I dissociate a lot. And just like that was like my biggest thing is just like dissociation. And that's just literally you escaping the moment because it's uncomfortable being in your body. And so when you um, feel uncomfortable in your body, you're saying, oh, it's unsafe here. It's not safe to be in my body. So I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go up into these upper chakras. I'm going to spend all my time in my heart and my third eye and my crown and just play around in all this woo-woo energy because it's not safe in this physical body. So when you learn to say, okay, I am actually safe. I'm just uncomfortable. And then you allow yourself to sit in that discomfort. And then you realize, oh, your body's like, okay, this is fine. Like I can do this. And then you start to get more and more in your body and then other people's energy, you can still feel them, but it doesn't come on so strongly and it's not so intense and it's not so like, fuck, like I can't be here. You know, it's, it, it becomes easier to, um, to manage, I guess. Yeah. No, that's funny you say that. Cause like when I first started getting into crystals and stuff, I was very drawn to like all the black crystals, all the ground yeah. crystals and things. Like I can't leave the house without my black tourmaline necklace mm -hmm. and it's, but you know, that was when I first started and I was really feeling good. And then I started getting into like more third eye chakra stuff. Mm -hmm. And that, now I know, like, I think I need to start grounding a little more too, because yeah. everything is overwhelming. Like, yeah, right now it is. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot I feel like going on. <clears throat> yeah. And energetically. I think. I think that's one of the, the things that um, doesn't really get talked about enough in the spiritual community is how important grounding yourself is because grounding yourself to the earth, to your body is basically like, it's like this tether that keeps you here, right? Well, instead, so you can't get lost up here because sometimes if you're floating around in there, you can sometimes lose sight of this moment of being here, being present because you're always trying to escape somewhere else. But when you allow yourself to ground and be present and be in this moment, it opens you up to so much more magic because you're able to experience this moment for all that it has to offer instead of trying to be somewhere else in the present or thinking about the past or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And um, I, like, especially me, because I'm like the queen of dissociating and fucking trying to go other dimensions and whatever, like anywhere besides here. And so like when I started learning that and learning how magical this moment is right here right now like so like my life just started aligning and being so synchronistic when i i'm like okay it's okay to be here it's okay to be in the now like i don't have to always be reaching for something else i don't have to always be reflecting on something like sometimes those are nice and they have their time and place but the only moment that we really truly truly have is what's right here in front of us everything else is just imagination essentially right because when you're thinking about the future that's in your head it's imagination and when you're thinking about the past and reflecting on the past that's also obviously real events that occurred but still it's replaying in your imagination so the only thing that's really truly here is what's in front of you right, right. to an extent whether it's... that's like this physical world or you know the unseen part of it but it's here yeah, yeah that's i mean when I was younger, that's all I did. I would just like dwell on every stupid little detail and just mm -hmm. beat myself up over every little thing I've ever done. And it's yeah. like, is, is, I mean, I guess like forgiving myself for it or just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, not 
dwelling so much on it, that's been a huge shift for me to kind of move forward. But I still yeah. struggle with grounding and being in the present moment and things like that. Cause I'm always thinking of stuff and like replaying things or planning things ahead. It's just, yeah. yeah. And that's just human nature. That's mm-hmm. all of it. You know what I mean? Like, even like I do this grounding work, but fucking that's my biggest struggle (laughs) is you know remaining in the present moment and i'm kind of like you said like when i was younger i used to fucking dwell on everything fucking everything beat myself up for i'm like oh do you remember that one time in like third grade when that kid called you this name and then you responded and it wasn't the right response and then it just like makes this like spiral happen you're just like fuck (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's the worst when you think of like something in the past that embarrassed you or whatever yeah like a random thought right like asking a girl out or something and it's like it's like oh i should have i should have done it differently yeah it's like just let it go man but yeah it's funny um anyway does that have uh, a lot to do with like your signs you think like you're you said are you pisces or are you pisces so i'm a capricorn um my sun sign's a capricorn and then my rising sign is a pisces okay mm-hmm. so i'm a capricorn too okay makes yep. sense yeah <laughs> when, when's your birthday uh january 13th oh mine's your... the 17th okay cool that's funny birthday buddies yeah <laughs> awesome it's, I, I never meet i rarely meet capricorns so that's very cool yeah both of our rising signs are leo Mm -hmm. which uh you know what's funny is i saw i saw you as leo energy (laughs) me uh nico or nico yeah 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 (laughs) that's funny yeah i'm a we looked it up i'm a libra sun sign rising leo and uh an aries um moon moon sign yeah yeah so i don't know what was my moon your moon was i don't remember either you have it written down somewhere, but that that stuff's like fast. Do you, do you like get into that and like a little bit? Yeah, I'm not like super knowledgeable on um, astrology, but I like to dabble in it. You know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So like, cool. what's more important? Because like the stuff I was reading said like your sun sign is like the least important. Okay. Yeah, usually your sun sign is kind of like what you grow into as you get older, and then your rising sign is what you present. Um, to other people that's kind of like the face that you put on and then your moon sign is um your emotions and how you deal with like uh that kind of realm of things yeah oh i think i'm a taurus yeah you're a taurus that's right i'm very grounded with yeah things so like it's funny when you guys talk about like grounding yourselves like i'm already grounded yeah i have to like work on like getting out of the ground (laughs) more yeah and going more up Yeah, yeah and going more up um with, you're like I, too chill sometimes i'm very chill <laughs> and he's like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like, why aren't you freaking out yeah so like if i wear a crystal that's supposed to ground you i feel off like i yeah. feel depressed yeah yeah so i have a black tourmaline too necklace that i'll wear sometimes i never wear it at all anymore because i realized the few times that i did wear it i was like felt like sluggish and depressed and i was like i don't need this yeah i'm already like grounded you know i think yeah and um so i'm i'm very attracted to the lighter things like because i feel like that's what i need more you know yeah Mm -hmm. i'm very attracted to like the um light purple stones and pale green and crisp like the ones that you can like see through what's my favorite kunzite yeah kunzite i love kunzite Kunzite. yeah kunzite's pretty because it's like Mm -hmm. lavender but crystal whatever so um 
yeah so i think you really do like you're attracted to the things that you actually need you know 100 percent. but yeah i was gonna ask what is the like stigma with leos like <laughs> oh i mean leos are just like they're um um i don't want to say like theatric the stigma is like they're kind of like theatrical they're a little bit dramatic um they i'm trying to think what else they're very like um a lot of very courageous and brave but like the the stigma is like oh it's a leo like they're very like um they care about like how they look they to people and yeah. how they present themselves yeah. and stuff my ex was a leo so that's why um mine too i could see it i was like i see a little leo in there <laughs> yeah my, mine was too and that's why i'm always like i hate leos and then we discovered <laughs> we have leo rising and we we're i was like Fuck. You're like, damn it! What? Not me! How you could know? this be? How could it be? No. But then we were like, it makes sense because yeah. we're such freaks because we're both really introverted. Introverted. Like, I mean, yeah, me too. Complete opposite of that. It's like, and I, we were talking about that on our episode. It's just like, I'm so shy. I don't like, you know being the center of attention and it's like mm -hmm. but i started a podcast and i like interview yeah. people and it's yeah. like i just think i'm an asshole sometimes it's like what, what's wrong <laughs> like, honestly i feel the same way sometimes i'm like like i hate when somebody like makes me the center of attention and like everybody's looking at me I'm like stop fucking look like don't look at me like just don't right <laughs> and it's like okay well now i'm on the internet like fucking making reels and tiktoks right. and shit and right. <laughs> like how did this happen how did this happen that same thing like my instagrams and stuff i'm like this isn't like, you know if people really knew who i was it's so funny like yeah. i'm not like one to in public I, I like dress like this like yeah don't look at me like i'm like you know i wear hats all the time and glasses mm -hmm. and like but on my page i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> show up yeah <laughs> who cares yeah so it's just funny it's almost like that um well it's like a, it's like, it's like a sense of shadow work you know yeah i mean yeah i was actually just gonna say that that's like goes into the shadow work thing because a lot of times like the things that we avoid or that we don't want to do or that we think isn't us is actually an aspect of us that we haven't um explored mm, that makes so much sense yeah i mean it really does because like just doing this show too it's like Normally, I wouldn't want to talk to anyone, but at the same time, I feel like I'm kind of given this op like opportunity to have people talk and like share their stories yeah. and, and do this stuff. So it's like, I don't know, some days I hate my podcast and I'm like, I never want to do it again. And then other days I'm like, no, I need to do it. I need to. It's it's interesting. But yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, let I, me ask you a question. So what when you say like the days where you hate your podcast, what aspect of it makes you want to say that? like it's like all right let's do some shadow work here it's like yeah we're, we're gonna like, some live shadow work right now yes, it's like it. who the hell do i think i am like talking to people thinking i'm some type of authority on like dreams and out-of-body experiences things like that and it's like i, I it's like that imposter syndrome like mm, yeah what, what am i like who do i think i am like i'm just a guy you know yeah I, it, it's so but isn't that what everybody is? Everyone's just a guy or a girl or, you whatever know, they want to whatever be. Yeah. their gender, whatever it is, you know? So it's like, what makes you less qualified to talk about it than anybody else? 
well, and then that's what kind of snaps me out of it because it's yeah. like I, I know all these other people that do podcasts too and I'm like I'm just, they don't have any you know what I mean like they're yeah. in the same position but it is it's that like imposter syndrome that self-doubt it's like yeah what? creeps and then, up and the other thing too that I think it could be is because I do talk to a lot of people and they do tell me some dark stuff sometimes I mm-hmm. always wonder like is that energy kind of like sticking to me a little mm. bit like when they mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's, yeah does it like hang on there because like I got to be better with my spiritual hygiene like after interviews and stuff like cleansing myself things like that because stuff will really stick with me and like I'll, I'll feel it for like a couple days after if someone tells me a really weird story or yeah you know, something dark I, I don't know mm. but yeah I'm not gonna quit my show people so don't worry <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> but yeah no it's like it's the thoughts that come up you know even if it's something that you love to do like sometimes we question it and it's like well why am i even fucking doing this you know mm-hmm. and it, like i get that when i first started doing this like that imposter syndrome was fucking real as fuck i'm like who am i to talk to people and help them through their shit like who like who even am i like you know those same thoughts that you just said and i'm like well who am i not who am i not to do this right. you know and right. th- that's kind of like the approach you have to take it's like okay why not you know, why not me? Exactly. Right. And that's the same thing too. It's like, I'm sitting here having all this doubt and you might've had the same thing. And it's like, but you helped that person. Like you changed yeah. that person's life. Or like, I let that person tell their story for the first time ever. And it's like, that was healing for them. So it's like, that's what exactly. keeps me kind of going. But yeah, yeah it's a, yeah. I'm not going to say it's a struggle, but it's definitely like, yeah, like a, a, an internal struggle sometimes. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, and then at the same time too, it's like, it's, there's so much work that goes into making a podcast and it's like the timing and all this stuff. It's like, yeah. But again, I'm not going to quit the show. This is, we're just working through some shadow work stuff. Here. <laughs> yeah. But um, Hell yeah. I wanted to go back to your ayahuasca experience. So you, yeah, you had that visualization of being in your mother's fetus and then um, where does it go from there? So yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, after that was kind of that bit that I told you about um, the key unlocking. Mm -hmm. And then so that was kind of night one. Um, There are like some other like little things, just like a lot of visualizations and stuff that night. Um, And then night two was the probably more intense one. Like night one was more chill and that wasn't chill at all. (laughs) And so going into night two, um, I just like journaled a bunch beforehand and I was just like kind of like praying to the universe and just asking like to help me release all this stuff that I've been hanging on to like trauma and things. And so um, we go into opening circle of night two and the shamans have this beautiful setup and I go up to get my cup of tea and she looks me up and down, laughs, fills the cup up all the way to the brim and she's like, here you go. And I was like, great. So excited. (laughs) Um, But actually, so actually let me back up. So before I got the cup, um, we were sitting in the circle and um, this wave of just like uh, energy came over me and I heard mother ayahuasca spirit um, talk to me and she was just like, okay, um, get ready for tonight because you're about to go through an exorcism. And I was like, an exorcism? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by an exorcism? I'd run right out the door. Yeah, and I was just like, okay. And usually I would have been like fucking terrified from right. just hearing that word. Yeah. But like this just wave of energy, like I think it was one of my spirit. So one of my um, guides is Freya. She's like a Norse um, goddess of, you know, war and um, 
love and all these other things. And so she's one that sticks by me a lot. And so her energy just came over me. She's like, no, you're a badass bitch. Like you got this. This is your time. Like you're exercising all the shit that obviously this wasn't, I'm paraphrasing. This wasn't her language that she used, (laughs) but (laughs) she's like, you got this. And so I'm like, okay. And then that's when I got up, got the cup. And then as soon as I laid back down on the mattress, that shit hit me like that. Like the day before it took me two hours for it to hit me. And it took me like five minutes and everybody was still in line getting their cups of tea. So I'm just like tripping balls while everyone's still like (laughs) up in line. I'm like, Oh great. Everyone's going to be looking at me. Like just all this ego shit was coming up. And so I was like, whatever, fuck it. So I'm laying there and, um, my hands just started doing all of these like crazy motions, just like all these like weird like snake motions and they would go and it would like swirl around and then just like start pulling stuff out of me. And so as it's pulling this stuff out of me, like I could feel it like coming out of like my energetic force, like almost out of my soul, just like all this shit. And so um, everything was kind of black for a while. And then all of a sudden I felt like these, um, these like extraterrestrial beings, I guess, is what I would describe them as. And it kind of reminded me of the like a scene in a movie where you are sitting or you're laying in a hospital bed and you wake up from a coma and there's like all the the people like surrounding you like that. And so that's what that scene looked like to me in my head. And then it was just all these extraterrestrials just like looking over me, like trying to figure out like what to pull out next. And um, like my... The thing about my hands is, like, I wasn't consciously moving them. They were just, like, going on their own. I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) Like, this is fucking crazy. And so, yeah, so that went on for a good, like, hour or so. And um, I I went unconscious for a little bit of it because it was just, like, really, really intense. And, like, my body was just, like, moving a bunch. And so one of the shamans came over, and she saw that I was, like, going through it. And she, like, came over, sat next to me, like, held me in her arms. And as soon as I was in her arms, like, I just started, like, bawling my eyes out. Just, like, everything just was, like, crying and crying and crying. And I felt, like, this sense of, like, death. I'm, like, I'm about to die. Like, I legit felt it in my soul that I was about to die. And so I was, like, I'm going to die. And she's, like, you're not going to die. Just, like, ride the wave. Like, it's okay. And so I went through, like, I heard Mother Ayahuasca's voice. And she's, like, no, you're going through a death. This is what death feels like. So now that you're going to feel, like, what it feels like to actually die, you don't have anything else to be afraid of because now you know what that experience is like. And so I went through what it felt. I let go, surrendered to the process, stopped resisting, and just let myself, quote unquote, die in that experience. And so after that, I just felt this sense of like calmness and peace just like kind of wash over me. And the shaman was just like stroking my hair. And I was just like, she's like, it's okay. Like, you're okay. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. And like, when I looked at her, she was just like the most beautiful fucking human being I've ever saw. Like, I just looked at her. I'm like, thank you so much. Like, you just held me through this experience of like death. Like, I don't even know how I could ever repay you for like, I know this is your job and this is what you do. But like, how do I even like thank you besides just with my words like I don't even know like I feel like there's not enough gratitude to express how I feel towards you right now like you fucking beautiful gem of a person and so um so she laid me back down on the on the ground and um all of a sudden I just felt all of this like crazy like sexual energy just in my like ovary area and my hands started doing those weird little like whatever emotions again and then it would like push on my ovaries and it felt like I was legit having sex with somebody and I had to open my eyes and like check I'm like 
I'm not doing anything fucking crazy over here in front of everyone, am I? And, like, it was, like, nothing. Like, I wasn't, like, doing anything like that. But um, I was just like, fuck. <laughs> okay. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And then all of a sudden, my hands just started doing that motion of, like, how a, a pregnant woman, like, rubs her belly. And so my hands just started rubbing my belly like I was pregnant. And I just heard Mother Ayahuasca's voice being like, okay, now you have the seed of life has been planted in you. And now you're going to know what it's like to start from the beginning and grow life in you and um, birth it and birth this new whatever this is. And I was like, okay. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this sounds fucking wild, but I guess I have no choice. So, <laughs> so I'm just going through it, like going with it, surrendering to the process. And uh, all of a sudden, she's like, okay, get ready. Now you're going to push. And I'm like, push? What What do you mean? What are we pushing? <laughs> and so I, like, sit up and, you know, have my, like, legs bent, kind of like I'm going to push a baby out of me. And my breathing just automatically, like, not consciously starts doing, like, the, like, the those, like, pregnancy yeah. breathing. And I'm just like, how is my body doing this right now? Like, I... It was just fucking mind-blowing. And so all of a sudden, I'm just like pushing and pushing and pushing. And then everything went black in my field of vision. And then I saw like my, I don't, like this tunnel. And then it was just this like extraterrestrial being holding this baby made out of like pure divine light. And I was just like, oh, wow. And it was just like this, the most like beautiful, profound experience of my entire fucking life, just all in this moment. And um, I, I was like, so like, what does this mean? Like, does, is this like me being reborn? Or is this like a, a metaphor for, you know, like my, you know, a project that I'm going to be birthing? And she's like, you're just going to have to figure that out on your own. And so I've been pondering that question for a while now. <laughs> so wow. it was just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And so after that whole entire experience, the ayahuasca trip wasn't over. That was only on the first cup. I still had to go back up for a second cup. And so the shaman comes over and she's like, oh, are you going to get up for a second cup? I was like, absolutely fucking not. I was like, I couldn't even get up off this mattress if I wanted to. And she's like, well, I really think that you should, but you have free will. You can do whatever you want. But I think that even like a little bit just to kind of help you process through this. And I was like, fuck, she knows what she's talking about. So I'm going to listen to her. I said, but I physically cannot get up. So you're going to have to hold me in the line. So the shaman is just here and I'm like draped over her arm because I can't fucking stand up straight. And I go up to the other shaman and she says something in Spanish, which um, I think she just said like just a kiss, like just a kiss, which means just like a drop. Yeah. And so um, she gives me just the drop and I was just like, oh fine and so I like did it and laid back down and then the whole rest of the time was kind of just like more chill just like integrating that whole experience and stuff and it was just whew, it was a lot <laughs> wow I yeah. felt that as you were telling I was like yeah I think I was holding my breath that entire time when you were talking <laughs> um yeah it was wow, a lot that's intense so this was the second day that you the were second there? day mm -hmm. yep day number two and so uh yeah, so after that, then we had, uh, so both ayahuasca sessions were like six to eight hours. And then the next day we got up early and um, we did a 16 hour day on uh, Wachuma, which is um, San Pedro or kind of like a mescaline cactus. And um, 
that was a very different experience because that's more like in your body, like in your feels versus like a psychedelic experience. Mm -hmm. And so that one was very interesting. Like there was moments where I just saw like the this place that I was in in Costa Rica and just like wanted to cry at how beautiful it fucking was. And I'm like, I hope that I feel this amount of appreciation and gratitude after this experience. Like I don't want to just feel this way, like this much gratitude for everything just while I'm on like fucking drugs, you know, <laughs> like not drugs, yeah. but like on this plant yeah. medicine. Yeah. And um, it, yeah. And, you know, I've always been like a very like um, grateful person. But after coming back from that, like I just have I just have just a very deep, deep seated appreciation for just everything in my life. And, um, you know, just like the little things like that we don't think about. It's like when I'm eating food, it's like, okay, well, how much effort went into this salad that I'm eating, right? Like this person had to come from their home and pick this food for me and, you know, all the water and every, you know, the plants and everything that goes into this, like the sunlight. And so I just have so much gratitude just for everything. And, um, just like the little things, and it just makes life so much more magical because you just appreciate it's, the little things that keep you going, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, just like going on a nature walk and, and seeing like a bird, I'm just like, that's the most beautiful bird I've ever fucking seen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know. It just gives you a whole new zest for life. That's beautiful. That yeah. Is, yeah. That's and it's see, like, this is like my problem too. It's like, I, I have those feelings sometimes where I like, like anytime I eat meat, I always try to like thank the animal mm -hmm. and things like that. But then it's like, I get like almost depressed, like so much effort went into something and it's like, and I'm just going to eat it. You know, it's like, I yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. But it's also like so much effort went into this and now I get to eat this, you know, now this is yeah. like, this is like a gift for me, you know, instead of like feeling bad about it. Right. I feel like you feel bad. Like you're down on yourself. Yeah, like you don't things. deserve that. Yeah, right. I think that's but you do. Things. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do deserve it and more. Right. You have to. I think that's a big thing you have to work on. Yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah, worthiness. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one for everybody. It's just worthiness, you know, because as humans, we're just conditioned and programmed to not value ourselves and to not think we're enough like we we never think we're enough we always think that there's more that we have to do more healing we have to do more something that we have to be less of something we have to be and when we could appreciate ourselves where we are right now in this moment regardless of how imperfect we are and you can meet yourself where you're at like that's life just it it, it becomes a little easy like less stressful i guess yeah which it's often very 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 easy to say that but very hard to you know, actually put it into practice and feel that takes sure. a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. Takes a lot of fucking work. <clears throat> I remember, oh my gosh, back years ago. I mean, I would only focus on the future and never mm. live like mm -hmm. in the now. And thank goodness I've learned to not do that anymore. And I think you know through meditation practices yeah. and everything like that. But you really, I mean, I don't really focus on the future anymore i i don't i just yeah. i live like for every day you know yeah and um i also i'm a i get very emotional over beautiful things too me too <laughs> so like music 
makes me very emotional. Oh, yes. You know? yes. And mm-hmm. I can't even listen to some music um, because it automatically, I, I start just hearing the tone of it and it's yeah. so emotional to me. I have to yeah. change it. Or like songs that I love so much, it just makes, it just fills my soul and I just get so happy. Yeah. And, um, but I, when you said that, like just being out in nature, walking through the forest and I feel those feelings that you were explaining, it's like yeah. beauty overwhelms me mm-hmm. in such a way that it brings me to tears a yeah. lot, you know? Yeah. And it's not, and it's so hard to explain to a lot of people because He's work. He's trying to work on crying. Yeah. Here. But it's like, it's not that crazy emotional woman. Right. At all. Because I yeah. know some men that do this too. It's like beauty just. It's you know. yeah. It's just like your body's way of expressing how much gratitude and appreciation you have. Yeah. Like the thing is, is people always think that crying is a bad thing. And really yeah. cr- all crying is, is just a way for your body to release some type of emotion or some type of energy. Yes. And, um, the stigma around crying is what keeps people like holding shit in because they're like crying means something's wrong crying means it's bad crying means you know like i'm an emotional wreck or i'm crazy or don't have my shit together you know but honestly crying could just be so cathartic but i also understand where you're coming from because we're you know especially as like a dude you're taught that crying's like that's fucking weak like don't show your emotion and after like stuffing shit down so much it's like okay now that i want to cry i don't even know how like how do i do that like how my body physically won't do that you know right and like i used to cry a lot when i was little you know yeah probably up till like 12 years old you know i cried over like any little any little type of like yeah and just like i would beat myself up over it and i'd like be sitting at my desk in school like trying not to cry you know but yeah, I yeah. don't know what it is. It's like, because I can appreciate beauty and things. I can get like teary eyed and emotional over stuff, yeah. but I just haven't been able to have one of those like deep cries. Yeah. Like, and just let it all out. So, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Um, what's like a, what's a song that makes you like feel a lot? See, this is the thing. And I'm going to admit this now, but I don't like music what yeah I, really I, yeah like i i can appreciate music and stuff uh-huh. but i don't i don't listen to music it's interesting just, why yeah. i know why why because of your father oh maybe because <laughs> of his father tell tell her why well my father is a musician to some extent you know like okay he, yep yep the way you rolled your eyes that is definitely it but he's an incredible drummer and I'm not going to get into the whole story, but basically he started bands and stuff when I was growing up Mm -hmm. and I kind of worked as like a little roadie in high school doing stuff for him and things like that. But it's just what bugged me about it was like, he's such a good drummer, but he wanted to be the singer. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm. and he couldn't sing. So it's like, he was doing all, instead of just playing in a band and just rocking out and just doing his thing, he had to be like the center of attention and stuff. Mm. But Mm. But okay. Even, even before all that, though, I never really, I've never connected with music. I've just never. Yeah. It's it's the weirdest thing. It's, I'm learning so much about you right now. This I'm just like <laughs> mapping out your whole like thing right now. I'm like, all of this makes so much sense. That's why you don't like being the center of attention. 
because maybe, your dad yeah. was always trying to be the center of attention. And so you saw how that kind of rocky things a bit. And you're like, well, now if I'm the center of attention, that's going to make things kind of go a little awry. Yeah, no, that's, it's probably true. I mean, me and my father have had some big blowouts and stuff, but I've yeah. kind of, I've learned to like, we can coexist, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? We can, yeah. I wouldn't say we're friends, but like we can, we can respect each other and we can right. like, be in the same room and just, you know, once my son was born, like that changed a lot and everything mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, I don't know. There's something I, I want to get into the music more because I don't know what it is. Like I can appreciate music. I like hearing stuff like it's in the background, but I don't have yeah. like a actual, like we were just talking about this the other day. I don't have like my genre. Like there's yeah. some like rock and roll guy. She likes, you know, I just can't believe it, but I'm so glad he can admit it. Yeah. Because like I was saying, music is so important to me, right? Yeah. And my God, like I can't even imagine. Like it just, it's my go-to for making me feel good. If I'm having a shitty day, I put on my favorite songs or I'm dancing in the kitchen. It's like yeah. my thing, right? Yeah. So to hear him say, I don't like music. <laughs> it's like, I thought everyone just innately like loved music as a child. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like. Um, but this is really big of you to be admitting. What kind of um, what kind of music did your dad play? Country music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't like country music at all. But yeah, I never like again. I never liked country music even before he started played. playing country music. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess. So yeah, I don't really have a song that gets me emotional. Mm -hmm. But um, what about like movies or like a certain commercial or right, right. I was going to say like anything, the stuff that's been getting me a lot lately is like when these like soldiers come home and like surprise their kids. Mm, yeah, like, that messes me up that. Yeah, I'm, like it's beautiful. But again, I can't cry. cry. Over it. It's like I'm like, oh, this is that's amazing. Like, you know, it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's yeah, so cool. But it's like I want to get further with it. But then I like can't. Have you ever like um, just like <clears throat> said to yourself or like write, written a letter and just said, I give you permission to cry? Have you ever just told yourself that? Not like in a letter. I've definitely like said to myself, like, I want to cry. I want to, you know, do yeah. this. But, but have you ever like explicitly given yourself permission to do that? No, no, I've never <laughs> done that. So I'm going to try, try it. That. Yeah, I try will. that. Try I that. Will. It might help. I don't know. Yeah, no, I will definitely try that for if sure. If it doesn't work, I got other stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? You've been talking a lot about, like, the magic of life and stuff. I wanted to ask you, do you practice magic? Do you consider yourself I a guess. Witch or anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... So it's funny because this has actually been, like, a theme that's coming up. And I guess a lot of the stuff that I just naturally do intuitively is magic like magical practices and stuff and so i guess like i don't ever claim myself as a witch but like when i see like you know what witches do and all these things i'm like okay i, I think i am a witch like because it's just intuitively stuff that i do and so like i was reading um a book uh by damien eccles um high magic and uh i'm like oh this is stuff i already do like i I guess I practice magic, you know, yeah. and I think it's just like um, sometimes people do stuff without like knowing the label or, you know, whatever for for it. And I guess that's kind of kind of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 
I'm like the same way too, like with cooking and stuff. Like I've always been very like into cooking and just yeah. like the whole, I'm not going to say the performance of it, but like really taking my time with every little ingredient, yes. and just you know, the kitchen witchery stuff. And it's like, when I went through my like Hebrew roots phase, I was like, this is all evil and everything. But it's like, at the same time, I was still doing all that stuff. And then like, yeah. like researching it now and finding out like, this is kind of like considered magic. Like even with the podcast, like superstitious stuff, like I have a blue candle burning right now. Mm -hmm. I just do that instinctually. I have incense burning. I'm holding onto rocks. Like the rocks are new, but like, yeah, you know, like I grew up, my mom used to sell candles, like as a side hustle thing she did. And it's just like, I don't know. It's it's just interesting to me how many things would be considered like witchcraft in quotes, you know? Yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I was just curious, like, would do you? Yeah. Like yeah. So I do. Um, I I do a lot of, with like candles and herbs, Um, definitely kind of like the kitchen thing that you said. Like I every time that I cook, I don't ever follow a recipe. I kind of just go based off of intuition and like, I'll taste stuff. I'm like, Ooh, it needs a little bit more of that. And I know it like exactly what it needs. And it's just like using like my intuition to fucking craft something. And I'm like, damn, this is delicious. You know, <laughs> I'm like, how did I do this? <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just like, I guess I try to just put magic in everything that I do. Like as fucking cheesy Disney as that sounds like, you know, like <laughs> I just intentionally, because all magic really is, is just intention, right? It's, right. it's the intentionality that you put behind it. And obviously like making things kind of ritualistic or ceremonial or, you know, that kind of thing. And I just, um, throughout my day, I just have a lot of like ceremonial stuff that I do or like ritualistic stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I think like ritual and ceremony is just like beautiful because of the intentionality yeah. behind it yes. yeah no and I, i'm the same way like you mentioned you shower in the dark i do the same thing and it's oh like, good i'm not the only fucking weirdo that showers no. in the dark that makes me so happy <laughs> I, I have like a whole routine like i let the water hit me for a while before i put any soap on and things like yeah. that and i always i start off really hot like hot water and then i gradually to cold to cold me yeah. too <laughs> yes okay but this makes me feel less weird. <laughs> no, like you're on the right show right now. <laughs> Everything unconventional. But yeah, it's just yes. like that little ritual, like ceremony thing you were talking, like even brushing my teeth, like she'll yell at me because it's like I brush my teeth for like three minutes, three, yeah. four minutes straight. And it's like, <laughs> it's either OCD or ritual. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, OCD or But yeah, I just think like putting that intention into stuff and like, Mm -hmm. really like if I'm working on some type of artwork or even if I'm like cutting a lawn or doing it's always like putting that like I don't know how to quite explain it but yeah it's like visualizing putting... it and doing it it's almost like a, a working meditation or yeah painting your car like mm -hmm. I picture what the car is going to look like before yeah. it's done and then sometimes it's just like it feels like no time passed and it's clean and yeah. it's like, oh, I was working on this for six hours. Like, what the yeah. hell happened? You know? That's almost like um almost like a form of like timeline <clears throat> shifting, like in a, a sense, you know, because if you're um visualizing the car clean and then you're like, oh shit, it's only been like ten minutes and you look and it's like six hours and it's like, Well, where did that time go? Well, maybe you just shifted timelines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder that because it's it happens a lot. Like Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'll get into that zone and it's just it's crazy. It's 
but I think uh, going back to what you were saying about uh, magic and witch stuff, I don't think you, I think it's also just like instinct and intuitive Mm. stuff. So you might not even, like you said, label yourself a witch or whatever, magician or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. I want to be a wizard. I think, yes. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. You are a wizard. <laughs> um, but I think it's just uh, for people like us, mm-hmm. it can come more just natural because it's yeah. instinctual in us. Yeah. We don't know why we're doing it. We just do it. Yeah. It's yeah. comforting or it just whatever. makes you feel good or yeah. makes shit happen, you know? Right. It makes shit happen. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah. If if you've done things for a while, say it's a certain ritual or you grew up doing stuff like mm-hmm. my grandmothers did certain things and I still do certain things that I've learned from them. Yeah. And shit works. So it's like you keep doing stuff, you know. Hell yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you too, um I mean, I consider the ayahuasca and things like that. That's all paranormal to me because it's Okay. Not- you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But have you had any more, I guess, traditional paranormal? Oh, I guess yeah. We, all right. Lots. Let's, let's Lots. jump into oh, some yeah. of <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Oh, my God. So I, um, I can see, I, hmm, uh, I communicate with the, the other side just a oh, lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, like, more crazier times, um, oh, actually, let's do this. Um, have you ever heard of had sleep paralysis? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna tell you <laughs> some sleep paralysis paralysis stories, and um, which kind of leads into something else. Anyways, I'm just gonna tell the fucking story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when I was younger, like not young, young, but like early twenties, um, I would get sleep paralysis a lot, and I think a lot of it has to do with um you know, like anxiety and like at the time, like I was drinking a lot and I was like partying and doing all that, which obviously isn't good for your mind or body or soul or whatever the fuck. Anyways, I was young and dumb and did dumb shit. Um, but I have this theory that people that get sleep paralysis, um, it's like their initiation into the astral world. So when you get sleep paralysis, right, you often hallucinate and you see things like for me, um, I would hallucinate and there was this one time, um, I was like half awake and half like in dreamland and this entity was sitting on top of my chest, sucking out my soul. And so, um, I just remember like seeing her sitting on top of me and I was just like, okay, like how the fuck, like, I can't move. I can't move my hands. I can't move my, like, I, don't, I can't even like scream out for help. Like, wh- like, what is this? And all of a sudden I was able to finally force my eyes open and I looked to my left side and there's just like this black cloud of smoke. And I just heard this like deep, like scary, almost like demonic laugh. Um, and it just scared the piss out of me. And I just, as soon as I could move, I like got up and like ran outside and I called my mom and I was like, mom. And so, um, you know, like stuff like that has happened to me a bunch, but, um, what I've learned through my own like experiences and stuff that is, is it's as you, um, get initiated into these like, um, new realms, right into the astral realm or, you know, the non-physical realms, um, it's your own demons projecting themselves 
in this astral realm so you can work on them and so you can go further. It's almost like a test. It's like if you can handle battling your own demons in this astral world, then you have the capability to go into the astral world and do work in there. And um, so that's kind of what that was for me anyways. And um, there was another time, um, kind of more recently, it was after my ayahuasca um, journey. And I had done this um, Akashic Records meditation to kind of go into the Akashic Records and find some information out. And so I had fallen asleep or I don't know if I fell asleep or if I was just like really deep in the meditation. I still really don't know. But um, when I was in there, um, there was like this entity that told me I had a certain amount of time to go in there. And I basically had to they told me I had to kill off these people that had trauma, you know, I had trauma with. And so I had to go into this library, kill them off. And if I didn't kill them off within a certain amount of time, like something bad was going to happen to me. And so I had to go in there and like in the astral realm, like kill them off. And it was like fucking like this terrifying, like moment of like, okay, like, I, like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is fucking crazy. And then all of a sudden, like, I couldn't do it for the last person. And I just saw this ripple in, in, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, but it was just like the scene ripped and this entity was like coming down into the library, like looking at me. And I just heard this fucking crazy ass noise. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen like stranger things. Have you ever seen stranger things? Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of, um, like the mind flare or Demogorgon or whatever you want to call and just like some of those like noises that it made and I was just like what the fuck is this and so like I finally like I was like wake I was like wake up wake up wake up like I kept saying that to myself over and over I was like wake up wake up wake up and finally I got out of that state and I like just started fucking praying like I was praying to like Archangel Michael Arch all the archangels all my fucking like spirit guides I was like please surround me please protect me like guide me through this like I, I don't know what the fuck that was and so um, I'm sitting there in the room and I don't know, this was the scariest moment of probably my life and I've been through some shit and seen some shit, but I was sitting there and I'm like, I legitimately didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Like I didn't know, like because that experience felt so real that I didn't know if the room that I was in, if I was actually in it. And like one of my, my deepest fears is like losing my mind, right? And going crazy and um, in that moment, I was like, this is the moment where I am going to go fucking crazy. Yeah. And so I literally had to just like keep like touching myself. I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is real. This is real. And I just started like, I didn't know what to do. And like at the time I was um, uh, like my roommate, I like just ran in her room like, and I was just like crying. And I'm like, I don't know like what happened. Like this is like, I'm fucking scared. And um, after that, like I just saw all these like, um, these like black snakes like I felt this like snake come out of me and like I felt like nauseous like I had to throw up and so one thing to kind of backtrack to ayahuasca and it's actually one of the reasons I have a snake tattoo um but uh one of the symbols of ayahuasca is a snake and so that was my symbolism of fear and so um anytime that mother ayahuasca was working with me after that interaction after like the physical plant medicine um, because she works with you before and after you actually take the medicine. And so I would see a snake. And so that was her working all of the leftover, like my internal demons, like out of me. And um, 
like after that experience, I almost just stopped with spirituality altogether. Like I was just so freaked out. I was like, how am I going to keep fucking do like, if this is what it's like, like this is fucking crazy. And then I was like, okay, I have one of two options. I either fucking shut the box and I just go back to like be a normal like person or I just have to work through this and fucking keep going. And I said, well, why, why is your spirituality so important to you? You know, like, why do you do what you do? Why are you doing this? And my why was so, is so strong, right? And the reason why I do what I do is so strong that I fucking decided to just push past that, work through it and fucking keep going because what I do is more than just myself. It's about raising the collective consciousness is about helping people work through their demons. It's about people, you know, coming together and recognizing their purposes and their true reason for being here. And I'm like, I can't, yeah, you can quit on yourself, but you can't quit on other people like that. You know, like you're here for a reason and you have to fulfill that. And so that pushed me to just be like, all right, you're going to just keep working through this. And so it was just like, it was, wild <laughs> and I actually haven't told that story I think I've only told that story maybe like one other time that was like maybe the second time that I've told that story because it was um I didn't really even know how to process it yeah. or you know what to make of it and because it was just like it was a lot <laughs> yeah yeah no, and so I've had sleep paralysis stuff I, I can tell you after we're done recording a couple stories but mm -hmm. um yeah, it, it's just, it's insane because it, it, it's almost like you're in a different dimension. Like, yeah, it's so real. It's realer than real. If mm -hmm. that makes any sense. No, it makes complete sense. And the sound, um, I had one and the best way I can kind of describe that sound and maybe it's the same for you or not, but mm -hmm. it was like, I was getting hit on both sides of the head with like leaf blowers mm. while there was like, have you seen Lord of the Rings? You know, those like ring ray things that do that high pitch squeal yes it's like high pitch squeal like heavy metal squeals on top of that too with leaf blowers just hitting yes yes the head. and yep. it's like the most intense like vortex like tunneling thing it, it's yeah i just got chills that was like um that's this the sound that i heard <laughs> yeah, it's, i don't know if it's like a specific entity that visits everyone because i've heard that from so many different people and they all kind of describe it the same way, mm -hmm. the way I, I experienced it too. And it's just, it's wild. I don't know how, I don't know. It's just one of those things that's like, it's so intense. And I, the one I'll tell you afterwards is like, when this thing was hitting me with that, it felt mm -hmm. like it was like pulling my soul out of my body. Yeah. And I had to do like everything in my power to resist it. And it was just absolutely intense, but the other thing I wanted to ask you too was with the ayahuasca and the snakes, mm -hmm. when you saw these things coming out, like, did you recognize what it was that it was pulling out? Or was it just like something like, could you say like, oh, this was that trauma. This was that trauma coming out or was um, it more? In the moment, I couldn't recognize like what the individual thing was, but I could feel like the emotion attached to it, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So mm -hmm. I could feel the emotion, but I couldn't feel like the story behind the emotion. And sometimes that's um, like when you're healing, sometimes the story behind what you're feeling isn't as important as letting the actual emotion just move through you. Mm. Yeah. And so that's kind of like that taught me that lesson, actually. Right. 
Yeah. And then, so like, if you thought about it later on, could you, you could tell like which one Got yeah, yeah, like now, like looking back, I can kind of tell a little bit like what was what um, and like the um, yeah, like I can tell like now, like when it was pulling stuff out of my chest, like that was like grief and um, like depression, anxiety, that kind right. of thing. And then like there was like throat stuff and there was like um, like from my womb space that was like sexual trauma and, you know, just like different kind of just coordinating with um, like the chakras and Mm -hmm. yeah. that kind of thing yeah yeah and then um the other thing i ask everyone that's had sleep paralysis or anything with dreams when you dream do you see yourself are you seeing it in the first person or the third person or both um some both sometimes it it depends like there's times where i'll see it like through my eyes and times where i'll like actually see myself like mm -hmm. um like as if it's like a movie kind of thing right yeah and it's because I, I usually have it in both. And it's like, I can see through my own eyes, I can see my hands, I know the actions mm -hmm. and stuff that I'm doing. But while I'm doing that and processing that I can also see like the whole room and yeah. myself standing in it. I can't come up with a phrase. So I had a guest on that called it the cosmic view. So it's like you can see everything. But uh -huh. I don't know if there's a better phrase for it. But like it's just that. interesting. Yeah, because yeah, so it's so hard to explain and I was talking to other guests that had um, acid trips and things like that and they all kind of experience that same point of view and it's yeah. like you're like one with the universe but you can still see through yourself and it's just it's crazy it's wild <laughs> it's wild yeah that sounds it I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I've had sleep paralysis, but nothing. I I haven't had any experiences like that with it. I've just had it where it's like, I'm trying to get out of it. That's it. Yeah. But there's been no demons on top of me or noises or anything like that. Just fear. Just like, yeah. am I, did I have a stroke? <laughs> yeah. Know, like that, yeah. That and that's more. scary too, you know? <laughs> yeah. But you know, those stories sound. Yeah. Wild. They're, they're intense. Um, yeah i haven't so had you... sleep paralysis in a while it's been year well yeah it's been it's been years but yeah. but you think it's a way for others to communicate you said easier with the other side that's what you were saying right kind of yeah so i just think that like the sleep paralysis and like that when people like see those entities or whatever it's just almost like an initiation it's like if you can um handle your own demons that are being projected out as these entities then you can handle what else is in there you know right. not necessarily that there's like bad shit or like negative entities in there but it's like you have to be able to cross the sh the threshold to prove that you can handle yourself in there and you're not going to fuck around and do you know crazy shit right yeah i've always wondered that because i started having sleep paralysis when i was about 11. Mm -hmm. and there's always like a shadow entity in the corner of the room yeah. but you know as I got older you know it happened more but I was also drinking and doing more stuff too like you said and it's once I stopped drinking that really cut down on a lot mm -hmm. of it but yep. um where was I going with that um I completely forgot what I was going to say but well I would can I chime in for yeah. a second you always said you consider yourself like a dark soul like dark like yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. my demons. Like, I think maybe a few of them when I was younger might have been like outside entities mm -hmm. trying to influence. But no, when I was older and stuff, it was definitely my own like internal demons that were 
haunting me in those yeah. like, paralysis things. But um, where do you think that comes from with you at such a young age? Like to feel well, that that's why like, I think like some of the younger darkness. ones were more outside entities because we did grow up in like a weird haunted house and it, it was, yeah, I felt um, weird entities when I was younger too. But I also kind of like you, like um, my dad had bought this house and it was like haunted as shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, it's just there was a lot of negative energy in that house. And like, it was so weird because my parents moved out in 2017 and they like put it up on Zillow. Mm -hmm. And it was so like when I moved out in 2016, like you you just learn to kind of live with it. You live yeah. with that stuff. And then when I moved out and would come back and visit, it was like, holy shit. Like I used to live here. Like everything <laughs> was just so dark. And like, yeah. and then like we looked at the house on Zillow and it was like the <clears throat> most. Excuse me. It was like the most um, depressing pictures to see like this house like empty and it was just it was really weird. Yeah. But yeah, there was definitely some bad energy in that house. So I think some of the entities I dealt with when I was much younger were definitely something else. But yeah, more negative. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's insane. Like what other type of sleep paralysis uh, experience and but before that i do agree that it is kind of like an initiation mm -hmm. oh and this is what i was going to say um yeah when you're about to go into one of those things i'll notice if i like lay down on the bed mm -hmm. it almost feels like airplane turbulence like you can kind of feel yourself mm. like shaking out of your body like yeah. about to take off and i can usually i usually stop it before it happens but i don't know do you experience anything like that um i'm trying to think like i'll have I, I'll actually like, um, I feel like what sometimes like my body will be able to tell when I'm going to go into an experience like that because my body will literally twitch itself like, um, like oh, almost awake before it happens. Do you ever get that? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And it's like, I'll feel that like takeoff experience, yeah. like where it's like, I almost feel myself like coming out of my body and then it's like, I snap out of it or I yeah. wake up real quick and it's. I don't know. I, I feel like that's part of the initiation too. It's like, are you willing to take this roller coaster ride? Let's see. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It is. Um, wild. Do you have? Have any you ever? Other... Oh, oh I was gonna ask you. Have you ever like um, like met up with anybody in the astral realm or like appeared in like some like in someone else's dream and they be like, you were in my dream last night. And you're like, yeah, I was in your dream last night. Like, have you ever had like anything like that? Um, no i've had this one was weird well i guess you want to just tell the one we had the one time which one we we shared a dream one time and it was very bizarre well, yeah, uh, i don't remember this <laughs> the, the one in the japanese city and stuff remember oh you okay yeah, yeah. so like i had this really wild lucid dream mm -hmm. me and her were traveling we were in this like underground japanese city and there was like these underground monster fights. Like there were these like genetic monsters they were breeding and they had them like gladiator fighting and stuff. And it was the most mm -hmm. wild, vivid dream. And then like a few days later, she started telling me about this wild dream she mm -hmm. had. Yeah. And I was like, wait, did I tell you that dream? <laughs> it was a little different than yours, but right. same like um, space, like down. I was underground in like a Japanese city Mm -hmm. it was the weirdest yeah, thing, it was... like Asian, like whatever, and um, like it was the craziest thing. And there were monsters. Like I was in a 
big room and people were shifting into monsters you know and they were like overwhelming me but they were almost I wasn't scared of them but they were like almost like bumbling idiots like I can't explain it like these monsters were like almost like how like my German shepherd is he's just like a big like dumb like lovey thing and like that's like what I was feeling but it was like too much on me and they were like crap like coming in like into my space which I hate that and they were like these like monsters coming into my space and there were just like Asian people everywhere like but it was like young like it was like a nightclub feeling but Mm -hmm. in a room with like bright lights like it was the weirdest thing it was like supposed to be like a nightclub but there was no music um bright lights but everyone was dressed like they were going out you know Mm-hmm. and it was so, the strangest thing and yeah. but yeah people were shape-shifting into these so wild things and I remember trying to do like a money exchange like trying to get like their money and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and then so, I mean like yeah mine was a little different these monsters were like fighting each other so it's so, almost like we had like it's just so weird that we had the same like scenario because yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's like what the hell is that and I don't know. But then I've also had, I don't know. I mean, what more can we say about it? It was just weird because you started telling me this experience. And I was like, wait, did I tell her this dream that I had? Yeah. Like like, I had the same dream. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was bizarre. And then I also had another, this was when I was in like college or maybe I had just finished college, but I, I woke up, I was sleeping. I woke up in this dream and I lived a full day. Mm -hmm. Like I, I went through an entire day like I went out with my friends at night, like everything was so real. Like, and then I went literally like went to class, went to work, met up with my friends, did everything. Like I could tell the time I ate food. It was just like insanely vivid. Yeah. I I thought I just like woke up in the morning and was doing this. And then I, as soon as I went to sleep in this dream, I woke up in real life and it was the next morning. Oh, that's wild. That's trippy. Yeah, it was crazy. And again, nothing weird happened. There was nothing like, I couldn't even tell it was a dream. Usually you can kind of like tell you're in a dream and you're like, okay, something's a little off. Like I remember driving. I remember every little like thing. You just felt like you were living your life. Yeah, I just, there was no differentiation between like this and like a regular day. Like That's weird. (laughs) That's wild. That's wild. And then I woke up and I was like back in my bed and I was so confused I was like wait did that really like everything was so vivid and just felt normal like there was no Hmm. there's no way to tell it was a dream at all and then so that got me really questioning too like what is the dream world like yeah yeah it's like (laughs) is it real is it not like what I mean I think it's real I think it's I do too (laughs) almost like a a different timeline maybe or yeah a different dimension or something yeah it's just, it's crazy. And I've always had very vivid dreams ever since I was a little kid. Um, I've always remembered them too. And it's weird. like, yeah. I can't, I'll ask you this too. Like I've always had these weird reoccurring dreams in mm. not so much like the scenario, but it's always in like the same place. Okay. And it's like this old castle like building. It's Oh like my this- God. Okay. So as soon as you said reoccurring dream, this reoccurring dream that I used to have of um 
like an old castle place popped up in my head. I'm gonna let you finish it, but I just want to preface with that <laughs> because That's cool. I feel like I was like, I think I already know where he's going with this. <laughs> it's it's weird. I I go there probably like once a month in my dreams, and what does it's... it look like? It looks like it's all white. Okay. It's like all white, like just stone building. It's kind of like built into the side of a mountain. Okay. It's weird. And, but there's nothing like that out. It's almost like a college, like a university or something, but it's, mm -hmm. it's huge. And then something that's very distinct is there's red carpets like everywhere hmm. in okay. there. And then I, I just become conscious in this place and I'm, I need to do something. There's something I have to do. I either have to get to a class or mm -hmm. get to a interview or do and there's always some weird scenario that I have to do where I know the whole layout. I know mm -hmm. this place like the back of my hand in the dream. I couldn't tell you anything about it in this reality, you know? Yeah. But it's like I know exactly where I need to go. And it's anytime I get to my destination, that's when I wake up. But the place like messes with me because it's like I'll be in this place and it's like, oh, I have to go down that hallway to get there. And I go to go down that hallway and there's like construction going on or like yeah or like, like something like they move the staircase it's like it's just weird little things that like mess with you in this Interesting. dream world and or like a door will be like it'll say like dude there's always a door that says do not open and i need to like become conscious enough in the dream to go into that door and see what's going on yeah but it's i i never remember to do it in the dream but it's it's weird because little things will shift like hallways will shift and things will be the same, but the furniture will be re rearranged differently mm -hmm. or like different artwork on the, it's always little minute stuff that's different, but it's always the same place. And I always know when I'm in there, I have to do something. And there's always oh. a sense that I'm like late or I'm yeah. rushing mm -hmm. to get there. Have you ever visited that place in a meditation before? No, I should try, you should try it. Yeah. Something just told me to tell you that, but I think you should visit there, go in meditation and visit that place. Again, I don't know if this is like my, because people talk about like your, like spiritual home or like uh, mm -hmm. your astral place kind of learning of, or something. I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like that's what mine is. I kind of like your home base there. Yeah. Yeah. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> my Hogwarts. Yeah. That's your Hogwarts. I love that. Oh, I have one other crazy dream. So this happened. Um, this was kind of like a cross between like dream and reality. So this happened to me, I think I was like 10. And um, I had this dream that I got this like gold Pac-Man coin. And it was like this brass gold colored Pac-Man coin. And I got it in the dream. And I've never seen this thing in my life. I fucking woke up in the morning. I swear to fucking God, I woke up in the morning. I went to my bookshelf and the Pac-Man coin was on my fucking bookshelf no way it was what? the craziest thing fucking ever and so then um in school we were making like leprechaun traps uh -huh. and um just for like saint patrick's Day or whatever and so yeah. i used that for my little le my leprechaun trap but like i could not believe it like when i woke up i was like and you had never seen it before never seen it before or... never had it like i don't even like it was like it sounds unbelievable what? but it was just like the fucking craziest thing ever and like i was just like Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, how did this happen? It's like you manifested it in the dream. Yeah, it was insane. Like, I've never had anything else happen like that before, but yeah. there was only that one time. But I was just like, 
whoa, like this is wild. Right? Have you yeah. ever like solved a problem in a dream, like in the real world or like, like it, say something's missing mm -hmm. and you like have a dream about it and then you go look and it's like there, you know, not something like new, like a Pac-Man coin or anything, but it's like, oh, I'm yeah. missing that book or whatever and oh and then you find it in the dream and then you kind of find it in like real yeah. life kind of thing yeah or like um your dream tells you where it is or anything like that no i don't think i've had that um but i have mm, have i no i don't think so i don't think so yeah, it's always something like dumb and insignificant but it's like yeah. i've had that happen a couple times like finding little things but I don't know. I don't know what that that's is. That's kind of cool. Kind of reminded <laughs> me cool. of the yeah, that's super cool thing. But I'll have like emotional healing in my dream. I feel yeah. I'll yeah. wake up some mornings, either a mess mm -hmm. or like full of joy, and I yeah. love those mornings when I'm just like I wake up and I'm I'm laughing. I laugh in my dreams a lot, and I will laugh <laughs> so hard I wake myself up. That's fucking hilarious. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. It's just something I've always done. And like I, I talk in my sleep. I'm just a big chatty person in my dreams. Yeah. I don't know who I'm talking to, but <laughs> I'm talking a lot. And um, so I wake up, but I love that. And so if I had like a, a couple weeks ago, something was really bothering me, you know, and mm -hmm. um, I worked it out in my dream. Yeah. And I couldn't work it out here. I couldn't work it out on this plane, but yeah. I worked it out in my dreams. And yeah. so there's got to be something to that. Oh, for I, sure. I woke up in the morning and I felt just calm, happy, at peace, and just full of joy and warmth. And I was like, I feel so good. Like, and I was just like, like dancing in bed. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like so happy. Yeah. Because I knew that whatever what I was working on, it like it resolved itself. And yeah. I resolved it in my sleep, which is yeah. wild. So Yeah, you can take a lot of stuff to the dream world. Like I take stuff to the dream world all the time. Like I'll go to bed and I'll be like, okay, I need an answer to this or I need to work through this and I don't know how to get through it here. So yeah. I need you to do it in dream world. And then there's times where like I'll wake up and I'll feel so exhausted. Like I didn't get any sleep, even though I just slept like eight hours. And I think that's because you, you're going off in the dream world and doing whatever work you're doing. Yeah. 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 I think I'm like some weird little like devilish fairy in a dream world because <laughs> or something because <laughs> I'm I, probably that in real life too, but um I actually had a really weird, like, you know, when you're about to fall asleep and you're, but you're in and out of it mm -hmm. and it was when I was sick, but, um, I was just having, I just was not feeling good at all, but I had this visu visualization that these like, now I believe in angels, mm -hmm. right. And I, but you know, I know they don't typically have wings, but I always picture them having like all these different, like uh wings and stuff like that depending on the angel you know mm -hmm. um and I was just like being held by like these beautiful like angel wings and it just brought me so much comfort and yeah. it was just such an odd because I wasn't like trying to think about it or anything mm -hmm. I was just about to like drift off into sleep and I had this like beautiful like visualiz visualization yeah and it's something like 
something like that you just hold on to that you know and yeah that can bring you like a little bit of peace it's like i i love to go back to that you know if i'm having like um, a bad day or i wake up in the middle of the night scared or whatever it is you know yeah so that's i think beautiful. That's, that's important for people to like remember those like beautiful special little moments that mm -hmm. your mind gives you or whatever yeah. you know it's like that that piece of comfort yeah to kind of like get you through whatever you're going through yes exactly like it's going to be okay you know mm -hmm. kind of thing so yeah, yeah that's totally nice. digressed on that but no but the dream world is crazy and that's kind of what i was asking you before when i said like have you solved the problem in a dream like yeah, yeah. it's 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 interesting I, I don't i don't know there's just so much more to dreams and it's just it bugs me that like people just chalk it up to like, oh, it's a dream. It's like, yeah, yeah. I know. We, I saw yeah. a meme. It was like, we literally spend a third of our life in a different universe and like no one talks about this. Yes. Right. Yes. 100%. It's like, we're spending all of this time there. Why, why didn't more people not like talk about this? Like, why are you not discussing right. what's going on in your brain? like the other third of your life, you know? It's amazing. Like all those hours we spend in bed sleeping. Mm -hmm. I mean, and no one talks about like where, where yeah. we're going, like those eight hours or whatever, that's a whole freaking day. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that's like a work day. <laughs> you accomplished during the day in those eight hours. We're just like sleeping. Like yeah. <laughs> it just blows yeah. my mind sometimes. But like, no, but we're we're working. We're going yeah. we're going other places. We have to be. We're doing I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I want to talk about shadow work. Okay. I really do. Because I'm dying to know where you would like total beginner, like yeah. where you would say to to begin with something. Okay. Like, if you can so, shift to that. Yeah. So yeah. Total beginner, like if you're looking to do shadow work, the first thing is look at um, what irritates you within another person. Like what are what are your pet peeves? What are like, you know, is it the guy that doesn't use his blinker? Well, why does that guy not using his blinker really piss you off to the point that you like feel like you want to curse his whole family? Like what about that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like makes you feel that much rage. Like why yeah like there's something there because things don't just irritate you or make you mad for no reason like our reactions to things are the breadcrumbs to letting us know um what needs healing or what ne needs to be looked at or what story is trying to tell itself through you and so peeling back those layers and and finding um you know your triggers and digging deeper into them, that's kind of where you start. And so another thing is like, I tell people, um, find, list three people that you admire and list the, um, the qualities that you admire in them, right? And so when you do that, um, those are usually qualities that you have within yourself. If you don't express them already, there are qualities that are within you that are waiting to be expressed and or there's something that you need to incorporate into yourself to um, fully embrace your gifts or what you have to offer. And the same thing with list three people that you either don't like, you don't agree with them or something along those lines and list what it is about them that you don't like about them. 
And usually it, it, it's a reflection of some portion of that uh, that you don't like within yourself or a portion of that that, um, you know, you've been ignoring or maybe you need to incorporate more of in order to be more balanced. So, um, for example, I'll just use this as an example. So say like one of the qualities that I don't like in somebody is just people that talk about themselves all the time and they make everything about themselves and blah, blah, blah. And so I would be like, okay, well, why does that bother me so much? Right? Like, why does somebody talking about themselves with no self-awareness bother me? Well, where in my life am I lacking self-awareness? Right? What area is that reflecting back to me? Because the thing is, is relationships and people, we're all just mirrors for one another. We're all mirroring back, you know, um, what we appreciate in ourselves, what we don't appreciate in ourselves, what patterns are deep within us. And that's why um, healing, like people... Um, often will isolate themselves and be like, I have to heal all on my own. And it's like, no, healing could be relational too. Like relationships are some of your biggest lessons and some of the um, your biggest mirrors and reflections, right? You use other people to reflect things back to you so you know what you need to work on. Okay. And um, I would say, you know, start with that. Look at your closest relationships with people. What about your favorite person do you really love what about your favorite person really fucking ticks you off is it that your wife never puts her fucking socks in the hamper well why does that bother you so much you know or is it because you know your best friend fucking never puts the toilet seat up like what's like you know and just find why those little things irritate you the way you do or why that certain person is able to push your buttons the way that they do and then when you kind of go there it's like follow your triggers like breadcrumbs because they are going to lead you to the answers you're looking for okay yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah we always talk about that too like on our new discovery of the shadow work that we're yeah. trying to work on it's kind of we, we've talked through in that way too like the reflection thing mm -hmm. and that's kind of helped yeah um, move us along on that arena yeah. a little bit yeah that and also looking at your family line looking at your really? um your family okay. line is huge yep that's gonna show you a lot a lot about what needs to be healed and what to look at and what to work on and like in what way though like like what if you don't really have that much family like so like my grandparents have passed away so i can't mm -hmm. talk to them yeah my mom's not really something somebody to like talk to about that kind of stuff. So yeah. then it's like, well, you can go into meditation and ask those questions. Okay, take those questions to meditation, um, because I have like so I'll tell you a story on how I've been working on my family line that's kind of been like synchronistic. So this has been like a big project for me, and um, I went into meditation. And I said, I want to be able to heal my family line. Like I, I want to find out like more about my purpose and what I need to heal and just, you know, different stuff. And so I was in meditation with my, and my spirit guide came up and he said, he gave me this name Walden. And I'm like, Walden, what does that mean? And so I looked up the name Walden and it's this book by Henry David Thoreau. And, um, it, it's basically, you know, it was very like profound for that time where he spent um, two years, two months and two days um, at Walden Pond, just observing nature and, you know, having all these like thoughts. And a lot of what he talked about was like, um, you know, finding spiritual, like, you know, your spiritual self in, in nature and things like that. I was like, oh, that's cool. So there's maybe something in this book for me. Mm -hmm. So I have um, the Ancestry app where I did the kind of DNA thing, which mm -hmm. that was before I, um, 
you know, was more woke, <laughs> I guess. So now I would never give my DNA to fucking anybody. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so so funny she said that. Sorry to cut you off. It's, no, you're good. I, I read the book Walden in college, and it was like a game changer for me because it's all about that, like, isolation of yeah. being alone in the woods. And he, like, I can't remember if he built the cabin himself or not, but it was, like, just that, like, I don't know. It's something I've always wanted to do is like do extreme isolation just to see yeah, like where it takes you. And then the same thing with the ancestry. I did one a couple years ago and it's like, I, I would never do another one now, but yeah, I learned some very interesting stuff that I'm probably yeah. not going to share on the thing, but I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so after that whole thing, I was in the ancestry app and I was digging on my family line and I looked and Henry David Thoreau is, um, I think he was a second cousin nine times removed from my what? my dad's, uh, no, my mom's dad's side. Wow. And I was just like, that's fucking cool. That's so like, very cool. Yeah, so it was just like, it's following those breadcrumbs. So when you go wow. in meditation, ask these questions. Ask about your family line. Ask about your family history. And then follow those little hits. Follow those little breadcrumbs. Because you're not going to necessarily get all these big answers all at once. But right. the universe will give you little tidbits. And you just have to be curious enough to, to follow them and want to learn more. Right, right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. So yeah. for a beginner, so... I, I've done meditation through the years. Mm -hmm. Nico's sort of a beginner with meditation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so how would you recommend, because it's sometimes hard for me to like try to explain to him like how to get into meditation. So yeah, if he was going to do something like that and ask his ancestors, yeah. I don't even know how, I, I wouldn't know where to begin doing that either. You, like, are you doing it consciously before before you enter your meditative state or are you is this like you know what I'm saying or yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah so I mean you could do it either way so you can either go into the meditative or set your intention before you go into meditation and just say you know um I'm looking for these answers you know from my ancestors or you know my light council or whoever you want to call in mm -hmm. um and then just see what comes to you or you can get in the meditative state and go somewhere and um, ask somebody in that meditative state. Right. So it really just depends. But um, one way that can help you connect more to your ancestors is connecting to your earth star chakra. So when you connect to your earth star chakra, it's about six inches, six inches below your feet. So it's not actually in your physical body. Um, most people know like the main seven, but there's like 144 different chakra centers. And so the earth star chakra is what tethers you to this earth. And it's also your connection to your ancestors. Okay. So um, going into meditation and visualizing your earth star chakra, which can appear, appears differently to different people. So it could appear black, it could appear dark brown, dark green, magenta, or like a golden or white light. So um, whatever, however it presents to you, just know that that's your earth star chakra. And so just taking time and um, breathing, breathe into it and imagine it like taking root into the earth. And as it's rooting and spreading its roots into the earth, um, just imagine it glowing and sending all of your breath into that chakra. And so that will open up that connection, that ancestral connection for you. And then 
you can ask questions that way um, through that connection or you can visualize a certain ancestor so if you know you know have a picture of like your great grandmother and you want to connect with her have that picture or that mental image or something of hers with you and then go into that intention of asking her questions and and just being open to what she wants to show you okay mm -hmm. all right yeah sounds cool that's awesome i'm gonna have to try that now how how much does like grounding play a role in that should you be outside like barefoot doing this or um you yeah it will it'll help for sure mm -hmm. yeah but um connecting to your earth star chakra is very grounding so mm -hmm. um whether you want to do it inside, outside, outside is always going to be like, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, better. But, you know, it's also winter time. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, it's a so is difficult. it part of like the shadow work to um, admitting shitty things about yourself? Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So one of the things one. So I'll tell you kind of a personal story about some of the shadow work that I've had to do. So um one of the really kind of slap in the face ones <laughs> that i had to really admit with with myself because shadow work you have to be like brutally honest with yourself yeah. like you have to be able to be just like candidly honest and that's really hard that's it's really hard sometimes and so um i had this kind of like trigger where somebody told me that um i was manipulative and i was like what i was like what do you mean manipulative like i don't like i've i'm always like i go out of my way to be kind to people and overextend myself and you know i always make sure that i never cause conflict and you know like i'm i'm just going through my head i'm like how you know could what i be doing be interpreted as manipulative but you know when you're a people pleaser because that's one of my biggest things was being a people pleaser. That's actually a form of emotional manipulation. And so um, when I say it like that, it's because you are putting on this front to um, make somebody view you a certain way, right? You're trying to make them view you as this good person, as this um, kind person, that someone that gives to other people instead of allowing them to form their own opinions about you. And so that's a form of emotional manipulation. It's not intentional, but it's still a form of manipulation. And so that's why a lot of times um, you'll notice that people pleasers and narcissists, they are like, magnets and they will mm. attract to each other because they both have they're on two separate ends of the spectrum right two poles of the same rod yeah. just opposite sides and so the reason for that is because they are both emotionally manipulative one is maybe more intentional while the other isn't and so it's finding that middle point that balance right that's what the shadow is it's exploring those two different sides because that's the same thing like negative and positive there are two ends of the same pole but it's finding that midpoint that balance where you can integrate and work with both sides and so that's the same thing with like literally any you know literally anything it's like um you know there's like with sex there's like being a sexual deviant and being like pure like this pure like you know virgin whatever it's like yeah how do we find the midpoint between right. that where you can integrate both sides of those because we all have a piece of each side within us and it's finding your own piece of that and being able to integrate it into who you are and so usually you know the shadow is born because we have these pieces of us that we either reject ourselves or society has told us is unacceptable and so in order to survive like we all have basic 
human needs. We all want, a, a, we need security, safety, you know, food, water, um, a need for belonging, right? Those are all our basic human instincts and, and, and needs. And so when an action, like expressing anger, for instance, when you're younger and you express anger and have a temper tantrum, um, your parents probably punished you or sent you to your room or spanked you. And so that action, after being reinforced a couple different times, tells you that if I want to survive, if I want to belong, if I want to keep having clothing and food and all these things, then I can't express my anger because that threatens my need for my survival. And mm -hmm. so you learn to disown that part of yourself and a lot of people will suppress their anger in order to survive and then you know then you'll have those little explosions where like things will build up build up build up and then the guy at starbucks forgets your fucking straw and you're like fuck this guy like you know <laughs> and then everything comes spilling out at like the most inopportune moment or when you're having a fight with your partner and all of a sudden you say this really nasty jab to them like this real real low blow and you're like fuck that's not me. Like, where did that come from? That's your shadow. So when you don't acknowledge your shadows and you let them stay below the surface and you um, keep demonizing them, then they're going to come out in these really nasty ways that are, you know, going to sabotage your efforts. And so when you actually learn to integrate them into who you are, instead of just ignoring them or rejecting them, then that's how you, you know, are able to find ways to um, express them in a more like healthy manner. So like, you know, if you have anger, finding a way to be able to still express that, like go scream at a pillow, or if you like to shoot guns, go shoot a fucking gun, you know, at a target or whatever to let that anger out or whatever you need to do, mm -hmm. you know, to, um, to get it out, but in a healthy way. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's part of shadow work too. It's, understanding your shadow and then learning how to integrate it into who you are in a productive and um yeah just like a productive way okay if that makes yeah. sense no, yeah that it makes does. so much sense it's it really like does. almost embracing it like don't yeah hide from it like mm -hmm. i don't want to embrace say the to... darkness play yeah. in the darkness a little bit yeah, yeah. i like doing that but yeah. um... i embraced yeah. a part of me that i hated just recently mm -hmm. and i didn't know like i could never figure out like why i was this way or whatever and um so <laughs> and then after embracing it it all came to fruition for me why i feel these feelings yeah why why i have this emotion or whatever mm -hmm. should i just tell her like should I just talk about it? We can tell her afterwards if you want. No, it's all right. I'll tell her now. Okay. There's nothing to hide. Oh, okay. So sometimes I'll get this feeling of like jealousy, right? Mm -hmm. Like I get jealous. Oh my God. Okay. After you tell this story, I need to tell you something. So okay. just okay. remind me because otherwise okay. I'll forget. I will. Okay. But I'm not jealous of like any particular person. Yeah. I'm jealous of like the person that I love that's giving time to someone else yeah, or yeah. people that I like that are giving time. I'm jealous of time given. Yeah. So it, it's like a weird thing to, I can't explain it. But no, I, but, I feel. Okay. You understand? Yep. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why I understand because a couple, uh, I think it was last weekend. So my soul knows when I'm meant to work with somebody or have interactions with somebody because then I will start to connect with their energy. So, last weekend um i was doing 
yoga or whatever and I felt a pain in my knee and I was like where's this coming from and then all of a sudden this thing came up and the word was jealousy and jealousy came up I'm like this doesn't I don't think this belongs to me but I don't know who it belongs to and so as soon as you said jealousy I was like that's who it belongs to <laughs> and it was just weird? like yeah it's weird so we'll talk about this a little bit like afterwards because yeah we'll get into more but yeah I just needed to let you know that and oh my gosh I, I have stuff crazy yeah I have stuff like that happen a lot like with one, one of my other clients um she before we even like really got into our work she just agreed to work with me yeah and um I had this um, name pop up in my meditation and it was Susie. And I'm like, I don't know a Susie. And I was trying to like find like my mom, like, do you know a Susie? They're like, no, I don't know a Susie. And so we're doing this ancestral work together and, you know, um, trying to figure out her ancestors. And she said something, Susie. And I was like, Susie. I was like, who's Susie? I was like, because Susie has come up for me. And she's like, yeah, it was my uh, dad's um, sister that died. And I was like, that's the key to your healing, that right there. And then I told her like how the name came up. She's like, wait, when when was that? I was like, it was Christmas time. She's like, that's so fucking crazy because we visited my parents' house at Christmas and that was the first time they told me about Susie. Like I had never heard about Susie ever Get in my out. life before. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. so that's why like, the yeah. So I yeah. needed to tell you that because wow. I was like, okay, no, this whole jealousy thing makes sense now for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. So I was feeling your your feelings of jealousy for the last. Um, oh my god! Like that weekend. Is, that is so weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I I want to make it clear like it's not like over uh, people. It's it's the yeah, attention. It's just, mm -hmm. And I realized after I've been sitting with it for a while, yeah, like a couple months, right? Uh -huh. and admitting it, and I'm talking about it freely yeah. now. Like I just yeah. tell people, like. And that's so weird because I would say typically in the past, I don't understand jealous people. <laughs> like, yeah, like, jealousy. Like, that's not stupid. And I'm like, I'm fucking filled with jealousy because yeah. I, I realized it has to do with my father, mm -hmm. um, like leaving when I was two. Yeah. And I have these fucking jealous feelings of attention that yeah. is given to other people when I love somebody. Yeah. So, or like somebody, like I was saying, so I realized it all comes down to that childhood trauma mm -hmm. of like my dad leaving, yeah. you know, and then having another family Yeah. and me finding out, I thought I always had two brothers, two half brothers, mm -hmm. but I found out I have a half brother and a half sister. And when I found that out, it was like 2000, maybe 13 I had a complete breakdown one day when I found out I had a half sister oh yeah because it was like are you fucking kidding me like where is he for me right I have been through so much shit in my life where I needed this man yeah and he wasn't there in this little bitch that's how I felt yeah I'm yeah just, yeah I'm just letting it out yeah right? let's touch it out mm -hmm. like got like what I needed yeah. you know and there was like holy shit like it just killed me yeah. for one whole day morning to night I raged out cried screamed got it all out yeah and then the next day I was like I was okay with it but 
not until just a couple weeks ago did yeah. I realize why am I jealous? What where does this come from? And yeah, that's where yeah. it comes from. Like, yeah, and that's and that's shadow work. It's like when those feelings come up, it's like, okay, well, why is this here? What is this trying to teach me? And yeah. it's like that line of questioning, like, okay, yeah, I feel this feeling of jealousy or I feel this feeling of anger, but where is this coming from? What story is this trying to tell me? Right. Yeah. Because that's all emotions are. They're just information. That's all it is. It's information. Right. It's, da it's data, you know? Right. And then after, like, admitting it and, like, going through it, I don't really fucking feel those feelings anymore of, like, yeah. that have been, like, really bothering me all these years. Like, yeah. I'm, like, okay with it now, you know? Like, that's amazing. I need more work, obviously, but for the right. most part, it softened it. Yeah. You know? So... That's anyway, cool. That That's hard cool. To, it's hard to admit. Like I would no, never it is. typically. Yeah. But, but the fact that like I'm like all like sweating and stuff right now. <laughs> but the fact that like even talking about it, admitting it, that's that's I huge think that's part of it, right? I yeah, that's one hundred percent part of it too. It's like being yeah. able to admit, like I'm fucking human. You know, I feel feelings of jealousy. I feel feelings of anger. I feel feelings of whatever. Yeah. And it's like, cool. You know, it's yeah. It, when you can admit that, I think that's when healing can start you know yeah. yeah so for sure so good job thank yeah. you <laughs> and i can't believe you you saw jealousy and you're like that's so that's, that's that's crazy where it was in your knee you had you saw that or yeah well the knee was um it was uh the knee thing was somebody else too like i um i felt somebody else's knee pain i was like is your knee hurting he was like yeah my knee actually just started hurting i'm like okay cool i said and then the feelings of jealousy came up but i was like i don't think these are related i think they're two separate things i don't know I'm just trying to think because you had a weird leg pain not that long ago right when did you have that like weird anyway what did i have i, I I'm, like, I'm just trying to see if it all lined if up, it was like, like linked oh, up yeah. Maybe. yeah i don't know i don't, I don't remember know, but that. everything's just i so remember you having like pain i did have like pain. i don't too. remember having oh well maybe it was your leg pain i don't know oh, <laughs> like someone's leg pain that's weird <laughs> right I yeah don't remember having. Yeah, yeah it was, was like, like a the... knee pain and when i like dug into it i'm like what is this and then the word jealousy just popped up oh, in like bubble letters yeah mine was in my calf but it's all synchronistic yeah it is Oh, and um, it's eleven eleven. <laughs> Speaking okay, of synchronicities, okay. that's crazy! Wow, we've been yeah. on over wow, two wow. hours now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know how much time you have left, but I had one more question, and okay. I've been asking a lot of people this. It's the whole idea of killing your ego. What are your <laughs> thoughts on this? Like, do you do you kill it or do you? No. Right. Right. The the thing of killing the ego—that's the fucking ego. <laughs> like right. that is literally your ego to like the fact that you the thing is is your ego you need to balance it right it can't be off balance but you can i think when people say oh i had an ego death they just mean that an old version of them died off that's essentially all that is and they think that they're killing off their whole ego but that the fact that you think you can kill your ego is your ego playing tricks on you because your ego is part of the human experience. You're a human. You have to have an ego, right? Because there's the soul being that is you. And then there's the, the character being that you are like your avatar kind of in this life that you are. And, you know, your ego does a lot of things. It helps, you know, protect you. It upheld from, you know, seeing yourself 
in certain ways. That's why a lot of times shadow works hard because your ego will put up these walls so you don't see those um, darker parts of yourself. So it upholds this image that you have of yourself. And the same thing with sometimes like the good parts too. Sometimes it'll, um, if you have a certain belief that I'm a terrible person or, you know, um, I'm a bad friend or whatever, it's going to block out all those things of those times of you being a good friend too, because it's basically just doing whatever you instruct it to do. So your ego only acts based off of your own beliefs mm -hmm. and then it will act accordingly. So um, if you want to balance your ego, you need to shift your beliefs, you know, yeah, shift what you believe to be true. Yeah. That's how we feel about it too. And yeah, I just say like humble yourself, you know, like just yeah. don't, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't believe you can actually kill the ego. Cause like you just said, it, it, it right. It's, it's all, <laughs> it's part of this up. experience. It's part of, you, it's part right? of this experience. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we were saying in our last podcast, you can drop your ego for a little yeah, while. Yeah. Of course. Drop it. Yeah. But you can't, you can't kill it. It's, it's like in you, right. you know, it's yeah. got, like guides you. It doesn't always yeah. have to be negative. Yeah. And that's part you know, of shadow work right? too. Like the fact that you want it, why do you want to kill your ego? Right. Why? For what? Right. What purpose? Right. But there are people out there that oh. say it. Kill oh, your yeah. ego. It, kill your yeah. ego. It's like, oh, it feels a little weird. It doesn't sit well. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been going over two hours now. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely... like, get me out of here. <laughs> right. we'll... No, no I've enjoyed this. This is fun. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on. But uh, Taylor, tell everyone where they can uh, get in contact with you, where they can find you, follow you, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can find me. Um, my main home is Instagram, uh, Taylor Alina, A T A Y L O R A E l i n a and then um my website is lovedbytheuniverse.com and i actually have a free shadow workbook on there that's like over i don't know like 40 50 pages that has like a guide on how to start with shadow work it has like over 30 prompts there's a shadow work playlist in there so if you're looking to oh. kind of get into shadow work you can go on my website and it's under the little free workbook tab and you can start yourself nice yeah that's awesome well yeah. taylor thank you so much for coming on I mean, yeah thank you so much for having me this was awesome this is great thank you all right hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline And that's the show, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, you know what to do. Leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Let's drop our egos, do some shadow work, and leave me a nice review. And then share the show. Share it with everyone you know. Or maybe don't. I don't know. It is a little bit of a weird show, so I, I get it. You know, I totally get it. But seriously, I love each and every one of you, and I will see you on the next episode.